0: It's a special delivery weekend edition. I am Michael Rand. Just a quick setup here to let you know what we're doing. I was out at the State Fair on Tuesday with Lindsay Whalen and uh, Gophers women's basketball beat writer Kent Youngblood. Lindsay, of course, covers the Gophers women's basketball team now. Had a great discussion, conversation with her and Kent out at the fair. Decided to make a bonus podcast out of it as well, so let's uh let's roll that right now give you something to listen to over the weekend we're going to do this uh in a couple days too with uh chris finch and chris Hine uh, on the timberwolves chris finch covers a uh, co- chris finch uh coaches the timberwolves and chris Hine covers the timberwolves so i'll have another one of these bonus podcasts for you in another day or two but for right now here's lindsey whalen myself and kent youngblood out at the fair okay good how you guys doing Thanks, for everybody, for coming
1: out. Hope you guys get your subscriptions, get your free Sweet Martha's Lip Balm. I just got mine. Yeah, I got mine, too. Um, Interesting. We got Lindsey Whalen here, obviously, a coach of the Gophers. You might remember her from the Lynx from several gold medals as well. Do Did you miss playing this year for the Olympic team?
2: Yeah, that w- you know, honestly, that was one of the – I should probably stay back here. Um, that was one of the times – that I definitely miss playing was watching some of those games um, just missing that atmosphere and um, opening ceremonies and everything being all the training camp and all the kind of friendly games that you that you go play in before you go and play it was that was one of the times that I miss playing most um, you know, since maybe that first year when I didn't play with the Lynx, it was just because the atmosphere and, and just what it means to play for your country.
3: Would uh, you ever be interested at some point in your career taking part in te- in USA Basketball as a coach?
2: Yeah, a- yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that's now that's uh, a big goal. You know, we got a lot of uh, coaches have put a lot of time in, and um, even even to coach some of the um, junior teams that obviously the Olympic team is, I mean, that's the ultimate. But so, yeah, definitely if, um, you know, if and when that would happen, I'd definitely say yes for sure. But, it, you know, probably probably a few years away, I would say.
3: Got a little bit of work to do. Let, let's talk about your team this year. Um, kind of a cast of thousands. I think you have a 16-player roster. Yep. You have all but one player back, everybody who started a game back. You have mm-hmm. four double-figure scorers back. And for newcomers, how do you kind of uh, get everybody on the same page? I mean, that's a lot of people and a lot of new faces.
2: Well, s- having summer helped. So having a postseason after uh, last year's season, we had about a month of April, and then we had two months this summer, whereas last year we didn't have any time. You know, we it was season-ended. Everybody stayed home for five, six months, essentially. We had most of our summer was um, – was cut short because of covid so having the time has been great uh and and so yeah it'll be 16 people um you know it's it'll be a ch- you know a good challenge for our our coaching staff just to keep everybody um everybody going and because it is a big number it's the most you know we've ever had so um so yeah it'll be different but um a lot of depth which is great and like you said for newcomers i always say though katie um, Katie Baravich she's I mean she played last year but she was supposed to be a senior in high school so she's you know technically a freshman and kind of like a super freshman for us so so yeah four new faces uh, compared and then 11 returners from last year's team so uh, a lot of experience uh, now you know our first freshman class with Sarah Jazz um, Caddy's really in that class as well grace clark they're now juniors so now they're upperclassmen so they've had um you know a very unique so far college experience with with going through a pandemic but they're juniors now they've they've been through the big 10 they know what's expected so i'm i'm excited for them to enter even more into that leadership role with this team and then we have a couple grad transfers uh, on this team as well so some real experience and then Obviously, uh, Kayla and Laura from last year's team coming in as their, you know, uh, Laura's this is their sixth year of college basketball. Diva's sixth year of college basketball. So we have some players with some real experience, and other teams will too. Other teams will have that same, um, you know, level of experience, but a bigger roster just because of COVID and everything that it, you know, kind of everything that's unfolded since then.
3: You know, everybody was affected by COVID last year, obviously. I think in some ways, your team particularly, um, you got kind of a, you know, a little bit of an outbreak that kind of shut down your fall practicing. I think that when you started the season, you only had seven available players, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yet your team, I guess, finished strong, six mm-hmm. and four in their final ten big 10 games. You got uh, Jazz Powell and Scala, your top two scorers, 14 points each back. I mean, and now yep. you're, gonna have, you're gonna have a preseason and you're gonna have a training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess your optimism level has to be a little high.
2: Well, yeah, I think with how we finished, I think with how we finished the Big Ten, once we were healthy, we had about a, you know, 10, 12-game stretch there. Uh, So um, we played – so we were 8 and 13. So how many games is that? Do the math for me real quick. So we played 21 games, probably 10-ish. And even during that point, Diva was out with her ankle. um, Where we were, we could say, like, we were healthy. Uh, You know, we started the season with Sarah out, with Laura out, with Kayla out um, with Caroline out, um, you know, so it, it, you know, the first, and then we have our COVID. So it's, uh, so we had probably half the games. We feel good about that, that once we kind of got a rhythm, we got some practice that we, there was a stretch where we went six and four in the conference, uh, winning three in a row at that point. So it's, um, you know, not where any of us, you know, want to be eight, eight and 13, but you know looking forward to next season what can we take away that's some positives obviously um, you know a lot to work on but what are the positives that we had from the season and that stretch gives us a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement that we finished that way so we know this group can do it now we just have to do it really consistently and every day and uh, you know I think that's something that us as a staff and our returning players everybody coming back is excited because they know that they can do it.
3: Uh, let's just talk briefly about your kind of top returning players. Uh, Jazz, uh, Jasmine was, I think, second team All-Big Ten, and she battled kind of an ankle thing last year too much of the year. And then you have Sarah. Um, they're both, you know, they play together now. If this be, You know, they're playing together now for the third year. Where, where, does there any games, where do their games need to go? And then talk about Caddy uh, a little bit, Sissoko, you mm-hmm. know, such an athletic presence. Uh, what is her next step?
2: Yeah, so uh, so Jazz last year um, was somebody who played in every game up until the last probably three games where we had to shut her down with her ankle. She sprained it the night before the home game against Iowa. She plays in that game, and then a couple weeks later at Maryland, she sprains it, and then we had to we had to shut her down. So um, you know, I think just m- remaining healthy, and same same goes for Sarah. Sarah was um, you know came into the season a little banged up and. Um, you know, she's somebody who's in the gym constantly, working on her game, uh, as is as is Jazz. And I, I just think for those guys, it's it's just uh, you know staying healthy, remaining consistent, and um, coming in every day um, ready to work. And they've then they've done that throughout their careers. And so now it's just they're now they're juniors, so now they take on that more of a leadership role. And so so that's going to be a big step for those guys. For for Katty, I feel like she's scratching the surface. Uh, last year averaged 12 and 6. And, you know, her first year at Syracuse, she's she's banged up. She has to have um, some surgery on her knee. Um, she transfers to us. She has to sit out a year for, uh, you know, being a transfer. Last year is, I think she, when she came back from France, she ended up quarantined for almost a month in her apartment by her – you know, like she came over and, you know, you have to do – you had to first do your quarantine and then our team. So it was, you know, for her to have – the success she had was great, and I feel like she's just scratching the surface. She's somebody who, who should play for a long time. She should play um, beyond her years at at the University of Minnesota. So I'm excited for her uh, to continue to to grow, and and the fact that these players now this year hopefully get to have more of a normal college basketball season with fans. I mean, in college to play um, how they, you know, how we made it through with, you know, you we basically. As college student athletes had to live in a bubble and had couldn't really see anyone outside of our team, their classes were on Zoom. It, I mean, it was a hard year for all of us. Everybody's sitting here, but thinking back to your college years, that's that's pretty tough. And uh, to play a year in front of some great cardboard cutouts, but they didn't make a lot of noise. You know, it uh, was it was you know friends and family. It reminded me of the days um, at the Pavilion when I first played my freshman year, when. <laughs> This was the crowd right here, you know, and um, so I'm excited for them and, and intrigued for to see how everyone steps up. And then Diva is the last one who last year sprains her, you know, we're we're kind of rolling. We get we win three games in a row. We win at Penn State. She sprains her ankle at the end of the Penn State game. Um, and so then she it was
3: a dirty play too, as I recall. wasn't a
2: great. Well, well, it it no, it just the first foul should have been called you know like the first you know she so she gets fouled and then ends up you know chasing after the ball and then she pretty much gets tackled but if the first foul is called that's where it's and the only reason I you know I don't want to get in trouble but it's player safety so I think I get away with it but um so so uh you know diva coming back for like I said earlier, her 87th year of college basketball. It's going to be a lot of fun.
3: Hey, you're going to have a couple middle-aged players on your team this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, we,
2: even, we got our AARP cards. Could you imagine so been
1: playing six years in college?
2: I would have. I would have. I would have. Uh, I would have loved it. Well, yeah, would have scored a few points. But no, I, I, um, I joke with those guys all the time, Laura and, um, and Diva that they're, eventually they're going to play as many years as I played in the WNBA before they put me out to pasture um, before uh, leaving the U of M. So they're going to have, you know, eight degrees and a um, bunch of master's degrees. They, I was like, they're not going to have any problem, um, you know, finding jobs, that's for sure, with the amount of degrees that they're going to leave here with, but, which is great. And they've, and they've earned it and they've done great. And it's just, we're, we're just kind of all rolling with the punches. And we're definitely, I think, yeah, Laura will be, I mean, she should, they'll both turn 24 this season. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's awesome because it's um, players that are a little closer to our age that um, yeah. you know we can we can talk with and whatnot. So it'll uh, be it'll be fun.
3: Uh, you have, uh, f- I mean, Katie being the fifth, but she's like you said a super freshman. You have four brand new faces, uh, two uh, freshmen: uh, Alana Michaud from Michigan and uh, Watertown. She likes to be
2: called Rose. Okay. Rose. So when so at the games, Rose. Okay, and yeah,
3: then we just you call it Rose. Maggie Sizano. Yep. Uh, yep,
2: and she'll just go by Maggie. Okay. So she's not not you know, Rose and Maggie. Not
3: so also yeah.
1: Rose.
2: And not uh, also Rose or no no not nothing um, floral you know uh, for her. But uh, we call Alana I saw her today at the gym um, and uh, so caught up with her a little bit and so we call her Rose. All right, yes. Rose.
3: And you got Bailey Helgren who comes from Kansas, yep. Edina Bales. kid, right? a
2: Dinah, Yep. So so uh, six five. Um, some you know a very a big position of need for us right so playing in the Big Ten um, we haven't had anybody 6'5 yet I mean Clark has has really um, you know AL obviously our first year AL was you know she's one, which was great and she we, she you know had a great career and especially a really good senior year with us and then for the you know Ty you think of Ty A she was you know 5'11 you know six feet and, and did a great job and was awesome but We've always been kind of undersized, and so just getting length at position is something that we really needed. And then even this year with the two grad transfers that we got, with Bailey at six five, and then Deja Winters, she's a six foot guard. So just getting bigger at position, and it takes time. It takes a few years to really start to work that and, and get that on your roster. And so we're we're happy about that as far as just the size that we have. When you have Nas Hillman in your conference, when you have Monica Senano, uh, Maggie's older sister. Um, you know, when you have some of these, um, you know, bigs in our conference, to be able to have somebody that can go out there at six five, and and give a different look is something that we really needed. And so we we feel good that we address address some of those needs in the off season.
3: So with all that uh, size you got, you got a lot of depth at the forward position. Um, does that do you kind of see Caddy kind of being? I gotta a, get back in the shade. Caddy being a kind of a. I got a nowhere th- to go. Yeah, of, you're you're out. Caddy being like a three, and then you'll kind of rotate the
2: base. Uh, Caddy, she was more comfortable at four. You know, she'll play some three, but, uh, you know, we would talk, and I think she's more comfortable at that four position. And that's, you know, at the four spot, you think of where our game is going, mobile, can shoot it, Caddy's that, you know, and so if she keeps working on her game and keeps getting that three-point shot, um, her efficiency up, her finishing at the basket. But that's where a lot of, if you look at a lot of the four players in our conference, it's a lot of pick and pop. You know, so um, you know that is, is everybody has a big, a traditional big in our conference, and everybody has a, a big that can pick and pop. Um, you know, think about think about the you know the WNBA teams. Anybody going to the Lynx game tonight? I'm going. I'm going. Um, you know, the the bigs out there, they all can pick and pop mobile, and that's where Caddy is now. She'll play some three, but I think four is kind of where I'm really thinking that she'll, she'll be most really successful for us
3: where, so where do you see the the biggest competition for playing time I mean have you do you have do you go into camp with somebody you have eyed as your starting center because you have you have Bailey and you have uh, you have uh, Clark and you have Kayla in Aaron who started Hed- Ka- yeah that,
2: uh, yeah that'll be that'll be a, some good competition there's gonna be competition across the board cause we have 16 players and everybody wants to play so last year Kayla Mershon started second half of the conference games for us at five and so so yeah we it, that's going to be a, a real position of uh, competition um you know i think um you know going in i would say you know caddies are starting four um but i like the fact that laura aaron um uh, I, th- I also think aaron can give us some minutes at the five um and then we have a lot of returning guards but we have you know you know Deisha, who's grad transfer who looked really good at the end of summer and obviously katie who came in and played all 14 games that she was on the roster for, so um, at, at guard. And then Alexia Smith plays 27 minutes a game as a freshman. Um, you know, Caroline was hurt a lot of the year, um, but she showed some promise when she went in too. So it's going to be when we start preseason next week, a week from today, it's going to be, I mean, between preseason and those first weeks of practice in October, it's going to be some some fun days of practice, and they're going to compete because they know – that you know, there's some there's there's some spots. There's some people that are going to try to take some minutes, and there's you know there's some people that you know are going to kind of want to keep improving upon what they did last year. And you know I think that's good, healthy competition. Um, but obviously we're we're a team first. But I think pushing your teammates in practice is a, is a sign of a great team. And and I know that we're going to do that. Uh, I
3: guess uh, now, uh, analytically, I mean, if you look at the numbers, the stats, the the trends, what do you think you guys have to do? Better to get into the upper tier of the Big Ten?
2: Well, defensively, we have to be a lot better than last year. Um, you know, we give up 68 points a game last year. Um, you know, le- letting teams shoot in the 40s. Um, you know, with the Lynx, it was always we got to, you got right? it? Um, you know, hold teams under 40% field goal percentage, less than 60 points. And whenever we did that, really good things happened for us. And so that's what we're. Working towards doing, and I think length helps that. I think depth helps that. I think getting every that we we have to guard, we have to guard. That's how you take the biggest step. We have four teams last year, and the Big Ten go to the Sweet 16. And they all, you know, I mean, Maryland can just score, but Indiana defends, Michigan defends, Iowa can score. So it's, but they also, you know, when they need stops, can do it. We know Maryland can do that. We played them twice. And so, I think defensively though, locking in, buying in um, on that end of the floor is going to be huge for us, and that's where we take our biggest step because I know we I know we can score we have a lot of really talented players, four players average double figures last year. We have some talented players, but digging in and guarding at the defensive end of the floor is going to be huge for us
3: i uh, want to get away from your team in in particular and just you know I know you can't talk about well who you're recruiting and who's coming and who's not but just talk a little bit about, I mean, it just seems like Minnesota is producing so many really, really good girls' basketball players, um, yep. and what do you see kind of on the landscape, and what do you kind of attribute that to?
2: Uh, well, um, you know, first first and foremost, the state has been, I mean, boys and girls, male and female, some great, great players, um, and so... First for for us, that's when when you're you have to recruit your home state, you know, that's first and foremost for every team, for every team in 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 uh, in the Big Ten, and so for us, um, that's where we've been working for years now, you know, and and um, you know there's no question we're gonna rec- we have and we continue we will continue to recruit Minnesota hard. Um, I think we have. You know, honestly, um, we have some great. I feel like our high school programs. I feel like it's competitive. We have some really competitive AAU programs. Um, I think our youth sports in Minnesota is really good. And then I think having the having the links, seeing a team that wins has won four championships. I mean that can't hurt. You know, getting getting all these girls right. I mean, getting all these girls into all these games watching seeing watching professional women play um having a university um all that right here and having that on tv invisible i think that that you know i think that all goes together and i think we have great high school coaches we have a lot of people that put a lot of effort into um you know our youth programs and i think it all come you know combines to be yeah. really good
1: lindsay we talk about players making like off season adjustments or like adding to their game every year. I want to ask you like as a coach, this is your fourth year. Now, how, what are the things that you've added to your coaching game as the years have gone on?
2: Well, I think, I think each year you, um, you know, you evaluate, you know, where can you be better? Um, you know, if you're, if you, if you're not learning, then, uh, you know, we're all continuously learning. So, um, you know, I think I think understanding what our roster is comfortable doing offensively and defensively, um, and understanding that the system has evolved and changed, and just understanding that um, you know communication with your players is is huge. Um, so so looking back, it's um, so you y- you know you come in from playing and it's like yeah X's and O's. You know, a lot. I know a lot of the game, but you're const- like you said, you're constantly learning. And so I think just that that evaluation of understanding, like what are our players comfortable with? Because ultimately, if they're not comfortable with it, then it's probably not going to work. And so um, you know, having a roster that is you know wants to play and comfortable with the way that that we're playing, but also adjusting as a staff to what they're comfortable with. Um, and so I think those things. Um, you know, just, just learning that throughout throughout my time so far in and, and three years has been good and, and obviously we're we're continuing to grow and um you know, recruiting is everything, really. So recruiting um, players that are gonna represent the university in the right way, both on and off the court is um that's what we all um that's what we all want. That's what we all um, you know, wanna see. Uh, from our program and from our team. And so, so we're continuing to, to work at that and, and make sure that that's a
3: priority for us. You have a new coach, Shimmy. Yes, Shimmy. Uh, yep. She'll be impacting the bigs a bit, coaching the bigs.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep, so, so Shimmy Gray-Miller comes to us from Clemson. She's coached in every Power 5 conference. She was a head coach at St. Louis University for seven years and um, is so highly respected um, within our you know women's, co- women's basketball um, she'll coach um, she'll coach everybody but she'll coach the bigs primarily um, she's just she's awesome she's a great recruiter she's a great person she's originally from Michigan and it came down to Minnesota and Michigan when she decided where she was going to go to college and um, I think that they um, I, I'm trying to think of what they did on a recruiting visit where they they put something in um, in letters welcome you know because U of M in Michigan is you know they, they think that's the U of M well we know the truth here but I think they had a uh, sign or something on her recruiting visit that said welcome to the real U of M and she ended up cho- choosing Michigan and uh, so now that she made the right choice to come to Minnesota and she's from and she's from Michigan so, um, so she decided to stay home for college but now she's made the right choice and so her first day um, M- coach uh, Melissa Maines here um, who runs the Who runs the the organization in the ship? We had that printed out and had that in her office. Um, welcome to the real U of M. So she got a kick out of that, um, and yeah, she's just she's awesome. She's a great person, and we're, we're very lucky to have her.
1: A couple more things for you, Lindsay. Really appreciate your time. Enjoying. Hey, then I got to get jo- a corn dog. You do. You so do. You got to get all the food. A Pronto
2: pup. So I got to hit that. Um, so yeah, got a couple more minutes. Couple more
1: minutes. Let's do just it. Kidding. Um, just kidding. One just question. Kidding. One question I had was. Like, we've heard a lot in the last couple months about name, image, and likeness, about players being able to capitalize on that. Have you talked to players about that? And how mad are you that you didn't get to capitalize on that when you were a college student?
2: Well, well, yes, we've talked with our players, and our athletic department has done a great job with, um, you know, information. And um, it's a new – it really is. It's a new era of college sports. Um, it's, it's kind of something that is, like, continuously evolving now but it's it's definitely you know it's it's changed and it's going to continue to change so uh, we try to share as much as we can about you know just the rules and we we had a meeting with our compliance before everybody went home for for this month and so we feel like we've you know what you can do is share information and educate as much as you can so that's been that was what we we really focused on and and did and so um yeah uh, as far as for me Well, you know, every generation, you hope that the next generation is, you know, benefits from the work that you did. And so, there wasn't a—I mean, there was a WNBA when I was in ninth grade. And so, that's right. And so, um, before then, you couldn't make money as a professional in basketball. So I would have—you know—I'm not sure what I would have done. But there was a lot of players that came before me. That you know enabled me to be able to play for all those years in in WNBA and Europe, and so I'm sitting here, and and so um, yeah, two hands, and so <laughs> and so now it's I, I you know I feel like there's been a lot of players that have come before this group that have done some really good work and kind of pioneering, and now it's and now it's their time, and so it's it's kind of what it is, you know, everybody, um, you know, it's the same thing in a lot, you know, pretty much. You know every line of work and every and every business that you just hope that the next generation benefits and there's a few be- people that are gonna greatly benefit from this new rule. <laughs> so and, y- and you would so, have yeah, you would so have. well you know um, probably you know there's a lot of players uh, that that would have and there's the potential that I would have been one but uh, you
3: know I, I can just see uh, Janelle sponsoring some beer Jan- you know <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Lake. <laughs>
2: Hey now, hey now. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I just, um, you know, I'm happy for the players now. I'm, ha- you know, I'm glad that, you know, I've suffered throughout my career, and now that they get to benefit from the hard work that I've done.
3: <laughs> I think that's good. All right. Thanks.
2: Thanks so
1: much, Lindsey Whale. Thank you guys. Thank you thanks guys for coming. coming out. Beautiful day. Check out the booth. Um, thanks so much. Go see the Gophers this year. There should be a Go lot Gophers. of fun.
2: Hey, Thursday night, football game, t- uh, volleyball game tomorrow night. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's here. You know, it's here. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting. And um, it's just fun to be back to the fair after a year of not having it. And hopefully i all continue to move through healthy and happy and everything. So, um, we'll see you guys at the barn this year, right? Uh, can't wait to have you guys back.